You're listening to a bonus episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Enjoy. This is a game trail, Mr. Ludlow. Carnivore's hunt on game trail. Hey, Hammond's coming online. Get over there. So people think that robots are the future. This is a game trail. Thinking machine supercomputers and virtual reality displays. This is a game we call hide and seek. It's a scent drill. We've done it about a thousand times with these animals. This is a game trail. Wait to engage. Look at these creatures. They've got millions of years of instinct in their cells. Instinct that we can program. Herd the animal into a kill zone. That's when we take our shot. Get a clear shot, wait on my command, and give with everything you got. I hate computers. This new program's incredible. Violence and technology, not good bedfellows. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first bonus episode of the Jurassic Park podcast for... Jurassic June. It is finally here. We are celebrating Jurassic June today by talking about Jurassic World evolution in this Game Trail episode. Our team had the chance to go out to a special event at Frontier's headquarters. So I'm just going to actually welcome in the two guests that got a chance to go out there, Steve Hurl and Tom Fishenden. How are you guys doing? Hey, bud. Hey. Yeah. Hey, well. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is off to a good start. Go ahead. Keep talking over each other. Go. <laughs> Tom, I'll, I'll allow you to go first. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, yeah, I am very well, thank you. Um, nice. Really, really excited for some of the stuff that's coming to the game over the summer. Steve, what about you? Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. I cannot wait for this new update. It's going to bring, well, the whole game is just a game changer. Cannot yeah. wait. So Frontier has been teasing a lot of different things coming to the game and stuff like that. And, um, you know, of course, we've heard leaks and stuff over the past few months. So um, just first off, before we get into all the details and everything, tell me, like, what did you guys uh, do down there outside of, like, learning the information? How how did your trip out there go? Oh, it was a long old day, wasn't it, Some Yeah, yeah. Uh... We got back really late. I think I was in bed at 12 p.m. and I had to get up at 6 for work the next day. So it was definitely um, interesting because we were both like, oh, yeah, it's Cambridge. It's like two and a half hours. We'll be fine. And then as the day went on and on, we were like, ah, maybe we should have, like, not organized stuff for tomorrow. Maybe that would have been a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. But no, long day, but definitely worth it. So I think we were scheduled to arrive in Frontier's office at midday, so 12 o'clock. And um, once we were arrived at Frontier's office, we were greeted with quite a large group of Planet Coaster fanatics, which was um, quite a shock. We uh, honestly thought there would be more Jurassic World Evolution people there, but sadly there wasn't. Just all Planet Coaster. Interesting. So this was uh, an event for other um established ips as well right i think um i I would jump in and say the best way to clarify what the event was was it was a really nice little um kind of community get together that they'd put together for people who are really proactive within frontiers community so um for planet coaster there were people like Joel there, who's one of the ambassadors who you might have seen um, pop up on our Twitter now and then. Brad, he's really active over on Twitter as well. Um, and he organizes a lot of their Planet Coaster roller coaster meets. Mm-hmm. Then they had people who were part of their moderating team on the forums. And I think um, me and Steve really were able to get in because obviously we did a lot of stuff like through the podcast, organizing that Jurassic World Evolution meetup a while back. 
um, and really kind of bringing that community aspect to evolution. So that was kind of why we were invited, which was really nice. Um, it was a really a press event, which is why there weren't many other people there or other outlets. It was more just, as I say, a community get together for um, people who have been quite active within the Frontier community over the past year. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really awesome that Frontier is kind of paying it forward for the people who, you know, go out of their way to, you know, talk about the game and and discuss it and share it and do all this all all this stuff. So that's awesome. They're, they're a great company. So I'm excited that you guys they got are, the chance sure. to go to go do that. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah, the uh, the community is really awesome, I think, for Jurassic World Evolution. Um, I don't necessarily take part in it uh, 100% of the time, but I feel like you guys are on the front lines of the community, interacting with people, talking about the game, sharing pictures and all that. Um, you, I know you guys still play it uh, a lot. I, I play it every chance I can get, which is not too often, but I like checking out all the updates and stuff. So would you guys say the um, the community is is uh, you know just as hardcore as vo- or as vocal as the film community? Um, oh, most definitely. So um, I think we share a lot of our stuff on many different platforms, and the amount of um, so we do get a lot of criticisms, like we do in the film community. Um, not everyone is fully happy with how the games turned out, but then you have a lot of people who are really happy with the way the uh, games have turned out. So it, you yeah. do get a lot of interaction from both sort of sites. Yeah, so, I, I've seen yeah. both. I've seen both reactions to the game as well. And um, I think everything that they've you know been announcing and the stuff that's supposed to be coming is certainly helpful. So why don't we yeah, uh, why don't sure. we tackle some of that stuff here? So let's go down the list. I know I know you guys said you saw a lot of different things, but what uh, what's what's the first one you guys want to start off with? Um, shall, shall we start with the one point eight? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the nicest thing to talk about because that's kind of been um, featured most recently in the feature focuses that Frontier have done publicly. Um, and before anyone says, yes, I know, I forgot to write up and do a video on the third one, guys, okay? I know I missed it. Slacking, Tom. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> but if we start with the um, first feature focus that came out, I believe it was the terrain tools that will be added first. to the game. Yes, it was. So um, this is a free update that will be available on the 18th of June. So not long to go, a few weeks. And the terrain details, we are going to be getting new terrain tools, which would include um, new grass, new sand. So you can sort of um, change the landscape into sand or rocks, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. That when it comes to sand, as far as I understand it, will depend on the island. So mm-hmm. the sand will be available on islands such as, I believe, Isla Moeta, where there's already sand available, um, just because the devs have gone in and taken out the textures from the different islands and made them available to you guys. So it may be that on islands like Sauna, um, where there isn't sand, you won't be able to use sand at the moment, but you will be able to use things like um, the rock that you see on some of the islands, that more mountainous texture, all that kind of stuff. So you'll still have um, quite a vice, uh, vast sorry, um, toolbox that you'll be able to play with. Nice. I like um, I like the inclusion of different terrain elements because, you know, right now the game is, is um, very 
sterile in the decoration aspect and the looks of the island because they're all very similar. So I think it's nice to add like these little elements that can differentiate it between, you know, a different park. Yeah, for sure. So 1.8 um, is terrain stuff. What about what about all that other stuff? Because I haven't been following along as far as release schedules and stuff are concerned. I know they talked about gyrosphere stuff and a few other things um, in their uh, recent focus or feature focuses or whatever. Um, are they all included in 1.8? I believe the gyrosphere gates will be included in the 1.8 free update. Yeah. So that will allow your gyrosphere to move in between paddocks so yeah. they have a special gyrosphere gate and you can go from one paddock to the other which um is absolutely amazing and you can also um i believe you can have the gyrosphere lead out into the actual park yeah now, she which can. is really good yeah. so like yeah, for nice instance if, if like the fence breaks down or just like just because you can <laughs> you can have the actual um, gyrosphere <laughs> gate lead into outside the enclosures huh yeah so, so um, it's not Kind of like the best way to think about it, Brad, would be, say, for example, um, Jurassic Park The Ride, where as part of the ride, um, the boat obviously ends up in one of the power areas, the hydroplan, which it's not meant to go through. If you wanted to set up a tour for your guests that was similar to that, for example, and maybe goes through like a power plant part of your island so they could see behind the scenes of the uh, island then they would be able to do that okay now um so it's not a the, free, the it's only... not a free roaming it's just uh you know you can set the path like usual yeah but you'll be able to yeah so you set the path for it so you won't just have gyrosphere going anywhere in the park <laughs> but um <laughs> for anyone who isn't already aware you can well with this you will i would imagine be able to get in your gyrosphere and go first person outside of the fences now as well. And I think you can already do that, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. you can go through the jeep gates as it is already. So it will just be a way of now setting your tours outside of the fences as well. Okay. That's that's really cool. I, I do like that addition because, you know, in the theme park industry – Behind the scenes tours are are you know a major part of it, so that's that's yeah. kind of awesome to include that and to make it more like theme parky. So good on them, I like that. Yeah, so it's a nice little um, further addition to the game. Nice, nice. Was there anything else as far as one point eight is concerned, or um, alongside the terrain tools, we would also have the ability to add individual rocks and trees, so yeah. we can now sort of decorate. Uh, a lot of watering holes, which is one of the things we did get to see. They had a little watering hole set up, and you were, I think they had it was three or four different rocks, and yeah. we only saw what two or three different trees, I believe. Yeah, I think the patch notes said there's something like eight in total for the first wave they're adding, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's going to be good because whereas um. Before, for example, and I think this is most evident in a section of Building the Dream, actually, um, over on our YouTube, there was an episode where I wanted to put some trees outside of my innovation centre. So I had made little um, fenced off paddocks outside of my innovation centre, which I was just going to decorate with trees. Um, And because of the way the brush tool worked, 
it wasn't generating a tree within the amount of space I had. Um, yeah. So now rather than having to rely on that to generate something, you can actually be a lot more precise with it and you can actually place those items as and where you want them. Um, and something quite interesting to note, so we um, were, all of this was presented by Rich Newbold, who is the executive producer on it, I believe. Um, I might have got his job title wrong there if I have and you're listening somehow, Rich, I'm sorry. Sorry, Rich. Um, <laughs> Unless you've given him information. Yeah, in which case you're welcome, Rich. Um, take that <laughs> off with the higher-ups, you know, that's official. Um, but yeah, raise. So, um, he was basically explaining that as well as that, the addition of placing trees individually will also impact your enclosure and the terrain levels and the requirements of your dinosaurs. So if you wanted to go in by hand and really handcraft it, not use the brush tool at all, then you can do that and those individually placed trees will still go towards your dinosaurs overall grassland and forest allowance. So it has been tied into those management aspects as well, which is really nice. Nice. That's cool. I, I, I do like the ability to do that. I have always liked the bulk tree, you know, uh, tool, but um, coming from other, you know, games and stuff like that, it is nice to have individual, you know, looks and trees and different styles in certain areas. Yeah. So, so I do yeah. really appreciate that update. So a nice uh, entrance to the park, you can have a row of trees just going up, which would look fantastic. Yeah, it's a subtle detail, but it will really add to the th- theming throughout the park. So that's awesome. That's re- that's really cool. Yeah, and I think um, there's only one more thing alongside the 1.8 release, which is the introduction of fish feeders. Yes. Which um completely new dynamic to the game. So this will be for all of your Spinosaurids, which is the Spinosaurus, the Baryonyx, Suchomimus, and the Spinoraptor. I believe that's the yeah. four dinos. You got it so. in one, Steve. You nailed it. <laughs> well, pressure's off now. <laughs> so um, alongside the fish feeders, uh, the Spinosaurids, um, what do you call it, their comfort levels will change yeah. dramatically. So you, because they are swamp creatures, they need a lot more... Uh, water in their enclosure so their actual comfort levels will be affected so they will need a lot more water in the enclosure yeah um frontier have said as well that this will have a retroactive impact so if you have got a sukumomus for example happily wandering around the grassland currently then as of the release of this update, you may need to go in and tweak their enclosures to have more water, because if they don't, they will become aggravated, they will escape, and they will chow down on your park guests. Oh, of course. Well, that's <laughs> always a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you know, it makes you, it exciting. When the update drops, get back to your other islands and sort them out. Yeah. Yeah, you get back there and it's just like just complete havoc, just all over the yeah. place. It's just terrible. Um, I this is one of those things that I read about, and it seemed like the least impactful for me, just because I'm like, okay, it's a new feeder. As far as feeders are concerned, like I, I don't usually place a ton of like weight on the feeder aspects when I'm building my um, enclosures and everything. So, you know, as far as like the bushes, the the tall tree ones or, you know, the different meat options. Um, I just throw them in there and then I just change them whenever (laughs) I need to. I don't really think about them all that much, but it's nice to see like it will add a new dynamic to uh, those type of dinosaurs. So so that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
I think talking about adding new dynamics to feeders kind of brings us nicely onto the paid DLC as well, doesn't it, Steve? Yes, the long-awaited paid DLC. Yeah, so... Um, do you want to do the honours, Tom? Sure, no, I'll let you have it, Steve. Go away, take <laughs> it away. Okay, so the new DLC for Jurassic World Evolution is going to be called <laughs> Claire's Sanctuary. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> so, amazing. Cannot wait for this um, DLC to come. The actual yeah. story mode looks fantastic. It, it really does. Um, and I, I think it's really, really exciting. So obviously, as Jurassic fans, we always talk about mediums for exploring new stories. Um, and there's always a lot of talk about things like maybe doing reboots and stuff like that. And this kind of takes that in an interesting new level where the story from the Claire Sanctuary DLC is actually almost an alternate reality. So obviously in Fallen Kingdom, we see um, Wheatley, his mercenaries, everybody sabotage the Dinosaur Protection Group's extraction mission of the creatures from Nublar. In this game, the Dinosaur Protection Group don't exist at this point, but Claire's mission to extract these dinosaurs from the island does. So she goes there and it's her job to get as many dinosaurs off of Isla Nublar and onto the brand new Sanctuary Island. Um, and that Sanctuary Island has been officially licensed by Universal Studios. And we can confirm that as many people have speculated, we could see added to the game. This is indeed the Sanctuary Island that appeared in Lockwood's museum room in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Wow. That's that's yeah, real, that's really awesome. So is that the title of the island is just Sanctuary Island? Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. That's cool. That's I mean that's that's really cool. Um and I, I do like the alternate reality aspect. I mean, when you consider um Jurassic's um other media, whether it's video games, theme parks, you know, other stuff. It's it all seems to be alternate reality. There's there is a canon in this whole entire series, but there's a lot of different <laughs> branches. You know, there's a lot of different stuff going on. So it's not always yeah. as strict as you would like it to be. But I, I appreciate like this new idea. This is really cool. So they're not muddying the waters by, you know, adding this big story about, you know, all these other, you know, people working together to conspire and do all this stuff. It's just like Claire has a sanctuary island. Let's take the dinosaurs there. I like that. Is there any other elements to the story that you guys saw, or was that it? Um, yeah, there was quite a lot of new elements, which is something we've not seen in this game. So previously, you would raise dinosaurs in your John Hammond's creation lab, and once they're hatched, you release them into your enclosure. This is completely different. Your first island that you unlock is called Lublinol. So... When we saw the island, there was um, this sort of like orangey gas flowing over, which is the volcanic gas. So we have Mount Saibo in full eruption. Oh. And the main objective on this is to heal up the dinosaurs. So we have dinosaurs being brought in, and it's your job to heal them up, get them up to scratch, and then they get shipped off to Sanctuary Island. So that is the main focus of this new DLC. Yeah. Um, and an interesting thing to note, so a lot of you will be thinking, well, um, obviously Mount Saibo is erupting. Is there any additional natural effect? Because we've had tornadoes and things in the past. Um, there isn't an additional natural effect here, so you're not actually going to see the island get progressively worse. Um, 
but there are tremors and things so your screen will actually shake at certain moments which is really really cool um, and as well as that I didn't get the chance to ask Rich this on the day but I have a strong feeling that there may be a special challenge mode here just because he made a point of saying that um the dinosaurs that you manage to rescue are the ones that you start with on Sanctuary Island so that just made me question, well, does that mean maybe we won't be able to rescue all of them? Um, and I could see that perhaps being a very interesting challenge mode where we actually have a time limit to rescue them. Now, of course, that's entirely speculation at this point until it releases, but I definitely think that we could be leaning towards something like that. Huh. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So as far as the island's concerned, Steve, what was that title that you said? Nublar or what? Nublar North. North. Okay, so you're just yes. you're essentially just on the like the north end of the island, I guess. As yeah. as the okay, so I'm assuming like you know not lava and stuff's pouring out, but there's probably a, a nice plume of smoke, right? Yeah, so the volcanic gas so it shows us sort of like this orangey glaze over the paddocks. Okay. Nice. Yes. So you're taking your dinosaurs. You're you're trying to heal them up, and you want to get them off the island. Um, What's what is Sanctuary Island consist of? Is there is there actual gameplay on that island, or is it just you know get your dinosaurs from A to B? So yeah, once you've uh, got so far on Nublar North, you will unlock Sanctuary Island, and that will be a full playable map. So you can add in all your um, enclosures, I think all your restaurants and bars. So it still is the same as the previous um, <laughs> levels and maps. They didn't learn from their mistakes, you know, the people no. at Jurassic World. They're just like, this <laughs> island didn't work. Let's go set up another one over here. We're going to add restaurants. You guys can come visit. There's a monorail, all that stuff. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Nobody listens to John Hammond's speech at the end of Lost World, do they? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, yeah. though. So um, I, I, I like this. So I, I'm excited to hear from, I'm assuming Bryce Dallas Howard will be a part of this, right? Oh, yeah, she is. She came back to record all of her audio for it. Um, And we actually heard a little bit of it. I can't remember what she said, but we heard the introduction to Nublar North. And it was really, really cool just sitting there and being like, oh, my God, we're literally getting to hear Claire lines that nobody else has ever heard before. Um, It was really, really surreal and really cool to think that actually we are still getting more of these really, really great characters moving forwards. Yeah. Yeah, there is no um I think it's Bryce Dallas Howard and Cabot Finch, the character from Evolution, are the two characters that uh-huh. have made it onto the new DLC. Yeah. I believe so. I don't actually think I, I know we didn't hear any Finch during um our time there. And I know that um it was mentioned that the secu- the free divisions won't be present within the DLC. Um but I would imagine that Finch is a safe bet because I believe he came back in Secrets of Woo, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so that's exciting. He nice. is, for sure. Um, and one thing to mention about Sanctuary as well that we haven't touched on um, is the fact that there is an entirely new gameplay mechanic to Sanctuary Island. So obviously we mentioned feeders earlier and the new um, feeder for Spinosaurids. And that kind of gets toned up to dial 11 on Sanctuary Island, where you now have got a greenhouse and you can research different aspects of paleobotany. So obviously all of you budding Ellie Sattlers out there will really, really enjoy this aspect of the game because you actually get to now research 
different types of feeders for your herbivores and then send out those feeders to the relevant paddocks. So it could be that creatures like the Parasaurolophus need some kind of um, plant that grows near water, while the Brachiosauruses will need something else entirely. Um, so as part of this new dynamic, you'll be able to really carefully choose what food sources go into each of your paddocks so that you can maximize your dinosaur's stats. Um, and once you buy this DLC, you will also be able to use all of those new types of feeders once you've unlocked them in your prior existing parks as well. Nice. Yeah, that's why I was just going to ask if you could carry them over. So that that's really cool. Yeah. I, I do like that ability. It definitely adds like a new layer, I think, to the gameplay because there's a lot going on in the game as it stands if you're trying to tackle all these different things. So that adds like another, you know, aspect that like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to be like frazzled trying to like, you know, come up with all these different things. So I'm excited to see that, though. That sounds fun. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think it's going to add a whole new dynamic of gameplay. And I think... um for people who are really, really still invested in things like the challenge mode, it's going to be really interesting to kind of have that opportunity to go back now and actually boost those dinosaur stats and make subtle little changes, which will really have an impact. Um, and there is one other thing, actually, that's just popped into my head that we haven't touched on, which comes with this DLC as well. And that is the fact that Obviously, if you're taking care of your dinosaurs, they're going to be doing really well. They're doing their best. You want to be able to see your dinosaurs up close when they're doing their best. So um, in a similar vein to the gyrosphere, the Gallimimus Valley vehicle from Jurassic World will be coming to the Jurassic World Evolution Sanctuary update. Um, and that will function very, very similarly to the gyrosphere. You'll be able to plan its route. It's going to have the brand new audio tour as well. But not only that, I believe that you will actually be able to go first person in the vehicle um, and look through the different camera views of the visitors as well. That's awesome. Which, yeah. And just to sort of expand on what the audio tour would be. So say your tour is traveling through your herbivore enclosure and you're coming, I think, close proximity of a brachiosaur. Yeah. Um, the audio will give you a slight description of the Brachiosaurus. And then as you move on, it will say, okay, as you can see here, there's some Parasaurolophus. And it will give you some information about that. So whatever dinosaurs that you've got in your paddocks, the audio tour will change yeah. depending on what dinosaurs you come in close proximity with. I it's quite that. fun as well. Um, because while we were seeing the presentation, it didn't quite do it right and it played something else instead because it was playing from where it had started. Um, but there is going to be like little advertisements and things in there as well, as you would expect. So I think <laughs> while we were watching, what we heard was like, oh, you can pick up such and such product from Jurassic Traders, which is really, really cool. Yeah, it's giving you a full immersive experience into the game. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I do like that, that um, you know, added feature. I think any way to make this more theme park is is perfect for me. So that definitely sounds awesome, like going uh, into the vehicle yourself just to see what the park looks like from that that lower level. That's always something that I've, I've really liked and appreciated from this game. So to see it in this element is really cool. I'm excited to see the truck actually wind its way through the paddocks and, and do yeah. all that stuff. And to hear those like little advertisements and make me feel like I'm actually at a theme park. And that's so cool. That is perfect. Yeah. Uh, it is. Um, it's not confirmed, but 
Kylie Unlikely. I don't think the voice is voiced by Richard Kylie. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Yeah. It, it was. I think when we did it, it was a woman doing the tour, so definitely not Richard Kylie. <laughs> no, which yeah. is a shame if you want to go past your Dilophosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's very few select like voices that you'd expect from. Uh, a Jurassic, you know, scenario, whether it's Richard Kiley or Mr. DNA. And one of them that does come to mind is like that, that female British voice, you know, that you hear, I think, in <laughs> Jurassic World. So it kind of, it kind of like, you know, it fits. Yeah, that's yeah. no, perfect. That. Yeah, no, it's, it's all looking really, really good. Um, yes. And that, that kind of summarizes all of the current additions to the game, because I think that's pretty much all we can touch on yeah i'm excited um, i'm excited about like honestly the look of of nublar north and um all these different features and stuff like that so i i'm i'm really pumped to like do the whole camera mode on that portion of the island just to kind of get like a different look um than we've been used to so that that's going to be really really fun i hope i hope i can utilize that well yeah yeah i think you will be able to and it, it was quite funny actually you say that Brad, because while we were sat there and we're all talking about it after. And I think one of the first things I said was, well, capture mode is going to be getting abused. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going oh, to be there's, a, there's another thing we didn't touch on, and um, it's to do with the terrain details as well. So they've also added in the white terrain, to- uh, terrain lines. So you can see your yeah. elevation and so you can see your steep inclines and everything oh. like that. And, that's that's oh, yeah. really helpful dude like that yeah you know because when i when i build my park from from like a you know sky's view i'm like this looks great perfect and then i go to drive on it and, it, and it's the most hilly thing that i've ever seen in my life there's like <laughs> mountains and i've got oh, yeah. i've got like a building on a mountain everywhere. yeah yeah <laughs> well, that'll yeah, be really helpful i have to say um Brad, do, do, do you remember when i did my final run through on building a dream how wonky that park was like there's a bit where a hotel is literally on the side of a slope and then it goes down into a massive dip and that's where the park is i was like oh please nobody judge how badly i have done this yeah you've got the rangers recreating ace ventura when nature calls him Yeah, driving driving the um, the jeeps through the the parks has been an interesting experience because I'm always just flying through the air because of just like in in intention unintentional like ramp or like a jump. It's it's pretty crazy. So that's like a great feature just to be able to you know see what the level looks like and and all that because I know it is difficult to get everything perfectly flat. You're always going to run out of a little bit of space because you're not flat with you know the sidelines and all that stuff. So this will be nice. It will be for sure. And I think to to be honest with you, I'm really, really excited because it really feels like um, now we've got the base game out Frontier are really pushing to give so many people in the community a lot more in the way of a toolbox to really do things. So obviously we got the capture mode with the last update and that has been amazing. Like you guys know that I'm a little fanboy when it comes to capture mode because I absolutely love it. Um, but the idea that we're getting now um, these terrain tools as well is great because I've just already got so many ideas in my head like doing waterhole shots where you've got specific trees placed for your framing and specific rocks um, and mm. I think the fact that they're giving so much in the way of creative control back to the fans because that's what the fans have asked for is great because it's really going to 
um, get the community really reciprocal. That's not the right word. Receptive, I think, is what I meant to say. <laughs> there we go. Um, to this game, and just really, it's going to get so many people re-engaging, revisiting their parks, really, just you know, t- taking the time to ultimately smell the roses and really appreciate that actually there is a lot of great detail in this game, and these tools really do make it shine. Nice. So you think that that wraps about uh, wraps up like uh, Claire's sanctuary for the most part? Yeah, for sure. Nice. All right. Uh, did so, did we touch on the additional dinosaurs though? No, no. Um, that's well, you want to do that next? No, we didn't actually. Yeah, no. Steve, go ahead, my friends. Oh, you are making <laughs> me name all these dinosaurs now, aren't you? <laughs> okay, so a special Jurassic Park pop quiz. That's it. The quizzer <laughs> has become the quizzy. <laughs> So, um, I'll start with the easier one of the three. It's um, a long-awaited fan favourite, the Albertosaurus. So, yes. we, we saw this one and it looks absolutely fantastic. The colourations on it was beautiful. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Um, it's, it's not necessarily kind of what Jurassic fans would expect in terms of the modern rendition of it, as you've seen with Mattel. Um, but this one kind of has a little bit of uh, an almost Allosaurus flair to it, I would say, Steve. Oh. But it looks really, really nice. Yeah. That was my first question because we have this Mattel Albertosaurus. And, you know, for me, it has become iconic. It looks really awesome. So it's a different design then, huh? And actually, do you know what? I'm looking at my Albertosaurus now and I think it's more similar than I first clicked. <laughs> I'm just looking at it out, out of the corner of my eye and it's definitely got all of the same facial structure going on. So, well, you know, it's yeah. it's interesting because this new Allosaurus, you know, popped up recently from Mattel and it does look, <laughs> you know, very similar to the Albertosaurus. So um, I could see maybe the, the confusion there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. So the second dinosaur confirmed is the Uranosaurus. Yes, is... fill me in on what that is. <laughs> I don't know. I got to look this up, huh? Uranosaurus uh, is a, or it's a medium-sized herbivore, and it's closely related to the Iguanodon. Okay, all right. Uh, I, you know, dinosaurs have never been my specialty. You know, strangely, Brad, you know, saying that, that the, strangely <laughs> saying that on the Jurassic Park podcast, but um, this thing looks cool. I like this. It has, it looks like it has a nice sail down the back, um, kind of like yeah, the iguanodon, but like you know, a nice sail. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if the rendition of it in Evolution has a sail or not. I think it was more a bump because I think okay, and yeah. it's really hard to picture it, but I think that we said it made us think of the um, Edmontosaurus, didn't we, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I think it was um, like the actual facial structure reminded me of the Edmontosaurus. Yeah, but looking at pictures of the Uranus Uranosaurus, it actually does. It's not a bad rendition of it. To be honest, I mean, the cell is not as large as some of the photos you see on Google. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not a bad representation. Nice, nice. That Yeah, that does look uh, like an interesting uh, addition there. I feel like these types of dinosaurs have always given me problems in the game. So I'm also at the same time <laughs> not very excited to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and the final one. Now I've got to try and get this right. You can do it, Steve. I believe. Let's go, in you. Steve. 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 Okay. Right. Breathe. Breathe. 
Take a big inhale. Come on. You are Placephalus. Okay. I think I said that right. I <laughs> so... say you, Placephalus, but there we go. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, Placephalus, you are Placephalus. Um, Ebrore is a large herbivore and it's closely related to the Ankylosaurus. So it's part of the Ankylosaurus. Uh, there we go. Ankylosaurus <laughs> family. Yes. All right. Yeah, um, that that's so a pretty it's... awesome looking one. I, I I I did figure out how to spell that in my in my uh, <laughs> time here. So <laughs> so it's, yeah, very similar to um, I would say the Nodosaurus was the one that it reminded me of the most. The one that's um, closer to the ground than any of the others, and um, but it looks really really cool. And it's it's nice because we're kind of getting to that point now where we're getting um, a lot of less mainstream dinosaurs added i suppose but still at the same time quite popular so like for me i've always said that i really appreciated when the iguanodon got added but equally obviously in that update we also saw the carcanthosaurus um and the dreadnoughtus so i think it's really cool that frontier are now doing dinosaurs that aren't really that well known um and it makes me excited for what we'll see in the future you know like i would really like to see an alamosaurus eventually i think that could be awesome they are gigantic um and i definitely think that it shows that there's a lot of scope to keep going with this game for a very long time nice nice um i like i like all three of these it's a nice variation of dinosaurs there so that's a good addition um what like is this expected with the uh claire update or is this a separate thing yeah that's with the paid uh dlc okay yeah do you know, did we get a price point or is that just speculation at this point? Um, um, don't have one yet. I believe okay. we should be able to find out once this is aired. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, once they'll, they'll release aired, more information. There should be a trailer live and with any luck, hopefully pre-orders will have gone live as well if that's something that they do for the digital DLCs. Nice. Yeah, but yeah. if it's anything to go by on the Six of Doctor Wu DLC, I'm going to say it's going to be around the £15 region. Yeah. I'm not sure what that translates into your daughter's bread. Yeah, no, no idea. No idea. No <laughs> I think it's approximately around the same price point, if I recall correctly. I don't think there was much in the way of a. Um, I think it might be twelve ninety nine dollars, possibly. Okay. So, um, in terms of, because did you guys play the Doctor Wu stuff at all? Yes. So I still need to buy it. <laughs> Tom, Tom, I haven't played it either, so don't worry. Um, how does the scope sound compared to that? Does it sound like there's more or less in terms of like what you played in uh, the Dr. Wu DLC? Um, now, see, I uh, I don't class myself as a Jurassic World Evolution professional, but <laughs> I completed Dr. Wu in just under eight hours. Okay. Which is not too bad. I thought it was quite quick, to be honest. Um. But when you look at it, there is actually quite a lot to do on Secrets of Doctor Wu. The uh, there's four missions you had to do, but I managed. I was successful on all those four missions pretty quickly. Not a lot went wrong. So it may be different for other people, but yeah. in the grand scheme of things, for Claire's Sanctuary, I'm going to say it's probably about the same same sort of time frame, really. Okay. And it sounds yeah. like, you know, it doesn't really matter necessarily always about the gameplay. It's always about like adding all these new features because you're also getting three new dinosaurs and feeders and terrain elements. So there's a lot 
in this one, I think, or the terrain stuff's all in the other thing. Sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, it does sound like you're getting a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you are for sure. And I think it's worth pointing out that, um, a lot of people, a lot of the time tend to be very vocal with evolution and they call out how they want this and that added to it. But the devs are working really, really hard behind the scenes. Like this is a constant project for them that they are constantly working on adding things to. Um, and even if you guys don't always necessarily feel heard, 100% the kind of stuff that you are asking for will be noted by the community team. And they are keeping track of what people are asking for, what people want to see. Um, and really, you know, features like this, they just want to make sure that the game continues to grow and it continues to be something where you've got so many different avenues for gameplay um, and so many different things that you can do so you can really continue to... Um, I suppose build your dream parks and they will continue to add whatever tools you ask for within reason if they think that they are going to add to the longevity of the game. Yeah, you know, 1.0 as far as Jurassic World Evolution is concerned was, I think it was a great base level game. Um, yeah. Certainly a lot of stuff was missing, but I have been shocked at how much stuff that they have been adding to 1.0. Like, there's a lot of new stuff that has been coming out already and will be coming out. So I think they're doing a great job of, you know, bolstering like what was already available to us that when, you know, Jurassic World, who knows, Jurassic World 3 comes out, maybe we'll get another edition or something like that. But this is great. I think what they've been adding to this version is has been spectacular. So that's awesome. Was that so, was that sure. about it as far as like all the the details and stuff that you guys uh found out on on the premise there? Yeah. I, I believe there was one small minor thing as well. Um when you're placing your buildings and you always struggle to, you know, when it goes red and you can't quite place it properly. Oh, yeah. And you're wondering, oh, what's in the way? What's um, what's blocking it? Um, they've actually added in where it would highlight the building. Yes. Um, affecting the placement. So wow. say you're trying to lay a bar right next to a monorail station and you're thinking, why is it not going in? Well, you know, it, sh- it looks like there's enough space. It will actually highlight the monorail station saying this is preventing that from placing. Which yeah. should make it a lot well easier. Well done for remembering that, Steve. I completely <laughs> forgot that. So yeah. that sounds like a 1.8 update, is it? Yeah, that's okay. part of the 1.8 update. Yeah. Well, yeah, alongside the terrain tools. That that is amazing. Like you, I feel like you buried the lead with that because like <laughs> the struggles <laughs> that you have, like trying to place a building sometimes, and you're just like, yeah. what's in the way? Like, is it the terrain? Yeah. What is it? What's happening here? Um, that that's going to be a nice little addition for me. I, I like that. It is, for sure. Um, I I just think the last thing I wanted to say, really, is a massive thank you to Frontier for having both Steve and I out. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's really hard when you work in um, a kind of world where there's a lot of influencers and you always want to partner up with different organizations because a lot of the time you will find that um, you'll maybe get a sample of something and then that's it you move forwards maybe things will come again in the future but with Frontier it hasn't been like that at all um, and I really feel like on a personal note that the relationship that I know I've got with them and I'm sure Steve you'll agree is re- it's really really special because they don't just treat it like an industry they treat it like a family and it was really really nice kind of for us, I suppose, getting to actually go out for a meal with everyone afterwards and talk to everyone and just have a really, really good time. Like, it's one of the few experiences I've had, I think, where I don't feel like 
and they're in a professional capacity, but actually I'm there with friends. And I think that's really, really nice. And it's something that Frontier do really well. You got me a little teary there, man. It was spe- <laughs> special times for you guys. I like that. Um, yeah, Frontier has been amazing. So obviously a huge thanks to them for all this stuff and continuing that relationship. I think they're they're awesome. Then, like you said, they're, they're one of like the few companies out there that really, you know, um, pay attention to what the fans want. Like you were saying about all these updates and everything. They pay attention. They keep their eyes and their ears in the fan base so they know what's going on. And, uh, yeah, it's a really special time, I think, for Jurassic fans to have this kind of company, you know, at our forefront developing something that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So any final thoughts? Tom, you you wrapped up with a nice, sweet statement. Any uh, final (laughs) thoughts, Steve? You got anything sweet to add? (laughs) I've got to follow that. (laughs) Steve, Um, it's all right. You're sweet enough, mate. Oh, that's it. That's it. We're done. Laters, guys. And. No, um, just really touching on what you said. It really is um, the fact that, you know, Frontier, they are listening to everyone, um, all their ideas and everything. So uh, join up to the Frontier forums. There's loads of people on there. And I think there's a few community members in Frontier that will scour all of these social medias, see what people are talking about. And, you know, they'll bring it to a boardroom and discuss whether it should be in the game or not. So... You know, get all your ideas out. They are listening. Nice, nice. Well, thank you, everybody, for, uh, you know, sticking around and listening to us chat about Jurassic World Evolution and all the the new stuff that's coming. It sounds like, you know, it's going to be awesome. I'm really, really excited. And I think all these updates do help to get everybody motivated to, you know, to come back, check it out, see what they can do, especially adding Bryce House Howard to the mix again here. That's awesome. So, you know, stay tuned. And, of course, we will have all kinds of postings about this on our website, on YouTube, on the podcast feed, everywhere else. We'll be talking about this. So stay tuned. Uh, Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com for all this information. You can follow us on Twitter at JurassicParkPod. Yeah. And uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook and Instagram is both just Jurassic Park Podcast. Just search for us there. Um, you guys, where can we find you guys? Steve, go ahead. Um, I'm Jurassic Unicast on basically every platform. You can find us everywhere. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I am Tom underscore Jurassic on Twitter and Instagram. So come tweet at me sometime. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, you know, Steve with with Jurassic Unicast and James, uh, you know, they have amazing uh, game videos and all kinds of other content on their YouTube. Tom, I know you just started up your YouTube somewhat recently with all kinds of reviews and stuff. So go follow all those things that they're doing. They're doing some wonderful stuff. So go check it out. Yes, and join the Jurassic Park podcast Facebook group. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of good, good, good uh, yeah, there's a lot of good discussion going on in there. I uh, I've been liking it a lot. You know, Facebook is kind of uh, I'm I'm a kind of weaning off Facebook, but as far as groups are concerned, I love the groups. The groups are are where it's at. So go check that yeah. out. We've got links for that on our website as well. Yeah, some great discussions on there. So definitely join it. Well, all right. I guess uh, you know. Thank you guys very much for all the information heading out there for us and covering all this stuff it's been amazing talking about it i am super excited what do you guys say we had out of here yeah Yeah. that sounds good 
Again, thank you everybody for listening to this episode. This has been a bonus episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. We do have our main episode up this week as well, so make sure to go listen to that. We release new episodes every Monday, so make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for watching this and listening, and enjoy. Enjoy.